Welcome to the Snap UK, and after a very brief uh, early summer holiday, we are back and providing the best NFL news and views from this side of the pond. So we've had a few weeks break, but um, it's uh, only four of us today. We have Fourth and Inches, uh, Griff, Jimmy G, and uh, myself, uh, Johnny Frash. Glad you remembered our names. I know, it was really hard. <laughs> when I am related to you, it's, <laughs> I don't it make it easy. I, Bizarrely, when I when I see you in the uh, at, on like a weekend, I don't call you four for inches. I call you Paul. Yes, um, my uh, but yeah, we are we are at uh, Chateau Inches today. <laughs> um, uh, Gary unfortunately can't be with us. Um, summer holiday. Summer holiday in Flitwick. So when Gary's off. We have a, he's having a nice summer holiday. Anytime I'm not here, I have gastroenteritis, explosive diarrhea. I don't understand your point. It's usually yeah, it's true. Say, I was going to say the yeah. truth hurts, and it really does for you. Well, actually, as well, I'm going to say. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, well, mentioned it. We, we, yeah, he's had a he's had a rough week as well. We've lost the original podcast dog in the last week, and that's really sad. It is very sad. Very sad, very sad news. So uh, I, I retract uh, my point around that. Yeah, yeah much are, love. Yeah, you you terrible. <laughs> <right now. laughs> no, your place. Go and sit on the toilet. <laughs> but yeah, whilst he's on holiday, he's also having uh, massive shits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, much love. He's spent a on a mattress and now he's gone away. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, um, just saving his uh, saving his uh, investment. So um, we'll start with the news because um, we'll, this is going to be uh, two parts. We're going to have the news and then we're going to go into a, a snappy snap. Um, so we'll start with some less contentious news. And Aaron Donald is now the highest-paid player who isn't a quarterback. He uh, he had his deal restructured, so he's got three functioning years on his deal, although it's five-year deal, um, because the ca- the salary cap is uh, a figment of the imagination. Quite frankly, um, he will earn ninety-five million dollars uh, until the end of twenty twenty-four. 65 million is guaranteed over the contract and 46 and a half million is guaranteed upon signing. Man, he, he's got paid, so but he, no one, I don't think anyone's going to go, yeah. He it. And I think also, like the, the quarterback, sorry, the, the contract is structured in a way that if he does decide to retire after 2024, there's no financial penalties. Like he can just quit, doesn't have to pay any money back. Uh, and, and go, go about his business, or he can stay for another year and potentially earn another thirty million dollars. So. Yeah, now he's a. You are right in terms of this not being contentious because he's clearly one of the best defensive threats going. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. Now he's got the ring. Yeah. He was always going to be a Hall of Famer without with or without the ring. Like you can't win Defensive Player of the Year three times so and not go to the Hall of Fame. Have we made a point, JJ Watt. J.J. Watt's won it three times, but it's not one around. Is Aaron Donald the best defensive player this century so far? Obviously, That's best. I think he's the best line. Famous, best, though, best defensive tackle, isn't he? Yeah. It's when you start comparing, like you J. know, J.J. Watt, Palomalu, Revis, Revis, Reed, Ray Lewis. You know, apples and oranges. He apple. He's not making. Right. <laughs> <Apple's> <laughs> not oranges, though. He might <laughs> <be> <laughs> just say. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, he's certainly in the conversation. You you think back to the Legion of Boom, if you're talking complete defences, would they have been improved by Aaron Donald or would it have made no difference? That's like, where would you put him in to other people's teams? Because generally we talk about defences as a whole rather than individual yeah, players. That's and true. that's where it gets difficult. But we have been privileged to watch JJ Watt and Aaron Donald, one after the other, be dominant at their position. I think if JJ Watt hadn't suffered the back injuries, he would be spoken of ahead of Aaron Donald. I think his career was on a much faster arc to greatness, and he just never completed a season. Potentially, but then the best ability any player can have is, yeah, is availability. Absolutely. And what hasn't got But we, we've been so privileged to watch yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but with regards as, is he the best defensive player? Like like John said, there's too many variables. Right. You can only say, is he the best D lineman? Currently, yes. And he will be looked at in, when we're 60, we're still going to be talking about him mm. as, do you remember that guy? So it's, it's going to be one of those careers that is just always going to eclipse most other people. I think you look at those defences, you mentioned the Legion of Boom. I always see them mentioned as Aaron Donald and the LA Rams defence. Yeah. You don't see them kind of... It always seems to be like, he's now Diana Ross and the Supremes. Yeah. yeah. The only comparison I can draw to him, and you know, they are they are of similar position, would be Joe Green and the, the Steelers of the 70s. Yeah. Like, that, that was a defence that was led by Joe Green at, at the front, literally. And that's the only comparison I can see. And yeah, I think you're right, JJ Watt is a, is a great comparison. I think there are absolutely other quality players that have been around this century but he's the leader of that team I don't think the Rams win that Super Bowl without Aaron Donald no I I absolutely not. and that's why I think he's worth the money yeah. to bring him back because I think losing him diminishes your chances of retaining the Super Bowl by 25% yes. that's what I think his impact is worth so if you think that we've got two more years of Aaron Donald in one of those years we're probably going to be in the Super Bowl that's a realistic thing to think. I think so. You know, you don't know ever what's going to happen with all the other players, but he gives you that ability to say, yeah, I, I really think this is on. I think so. he, he affords the Rams, and you mentioned the salary cap, and it is a figment of everyone's imagination, but he does afford the Rams to not have to pay as much to other defensive positions because he does, he both stops the run and he pressures, pressures the passer. So he, he, mm. and he does that all from the inside of the line rather than on the edge of the line. He, he just... Just an all-round brilliant player. How brief do you think the contract negotiations were? Do you think he walked in and went, "I want this much," and whoever was sat at the desk just promptly shat themselves and signed the check? Because I think so. Yeah, he's I mean, enormous. Well, I think that, that there's there's two factors for me. <coughs> One is that yeah, he's probably the best player on that team. Certainly the best on on defense. Probably the best on the team. So you know, without question, you make sure you you retain your your best players. I think mean, the second one is. From a star value point of view, LA, so the Rams are in LA with another team mm. who are looking really good. And they've got to compete for supporters, for ticket revenue, for merchandise sales. That's a competition. So it's important that they uh, keep that. Well, come on. I mean, one team's clearly a higher echelon than the other. Well, at the moment, they, they are. But who's but to say that you know, the Chargers don't do very well in the AFC this year? And, you know, you wouldn't rule them out making a run for the Super Bowl. They have. The Chargers have been very aggressive this offseason. They've signed like Mac and and they have in Herbert. They have a true star, and like he he will sell tickets on his own. That, um, that's absolutely the case. But they will charge it up. Oh yeah, yeah. They have carried the San Diego portion that was the bad luck with them yeah. to Los Angeles, and it's like 
Jets, Browns, several other teams, Lions, they're Bills. constantly snake bitten. Bills, yeah. Until now. Yeah, like so, they, uh, they, uh, it my... can change, but on their own, you feel they're probably likely to get in their own way. It always feels like that. We've been looking at their squad for five years, we've been doing this, and every year we say, deep in the playoffs, got to go deep in the playoffs. When does it happen? That's it. I, 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 and I was convinced last year, like they were a draw. <laughs> They were two minutes away. Yeah, but the playoffs. They didn't even make the playoffs. To, from the playoffs. I think they'd have gone deep in the playoffs if they got there. No. But they didn't. No. They didn't and, get and, there. And this is a constantly thing. So I, I think the Rams are miles ahead of the Chargers right now. Oh, yeah. and, and one of the benefits the Rams have got that allows them to have such big contracts for players like Aaron Donald is, yes, they're paying a lot of money for Stafford, but you know you're not re-upping Stafford in the future. You haven't got to keep any space no. aside for that. Like, And this is... We always talk about you've got to build your team around a young quarterback who's not costing you everything. That's true, but also if you get a quarterback who's perhaps not on the downside of his career but wants to win as opposed to make money, then you can afford to pay him a little bit less. He's not getting, I don't know, Russell Wilson money. Or... He's, that's it. He's, so it reminds you a bit of... Um, flexible. Like the, when the Patriots were good. Brady never made Rodgers money. He never made... Derek Carr money. So close. We all been getting ten minutes into the podcast without mentioning Brady. I didn't bring him up. But I'm just, you know, the the, the, the winning teams don't pay their quarterback you get fifty million no. dollar fifty million dollars. You get a discount if you're a winning team usually because people want to stay and win more. That's and true. on that, um uh Cooper Cup as well is expected to sign a new deal. Um his was basically I think the priority was Donald. Uh but yeah, uh Cooper Cup is also expected to sign a new deal. He's at OTAs. Um and yeah, I mean basically okay. the, the best team in the in the in the league are not really losing much. Proving my point of how ahead of the times I usually am, everyone's gonna be fighting over him in fantasy this year. I was leading that for years and you all scoffed at me. And then last year Jim got him and he annihilated everybody every <laughs> week. And this year, he's going to be up there because you know Stafford is going to be the same player. He's going to be hurling it down the field every opportunity. And the Rams are going to be good. No one is no one is debating that the Rams are going to be anything short of a massive playoff contender. I, might, I think they might have a Super Bowl hangover. Why? No, I'm just saying that to be an ass. Uh, I completely agree. Um, <laughs> I, gonna... I think their Super Bowl hangover might, might, might get them to like 11 and 6. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, usually we sta- sit here questioning, well, can they make it back? But I haven't heard a single dissenting opinion say, yeah, the Rams can actually make it back. Like, all right, we all know the Bucks are going to be in the way again. And the Packers are probably going to be good. And, but there's always going to be good teams. Yeah, like, but like, what have the Rams really lost that makes you think they can't get back there? They've, they've lost... Odell Beckham. They've lost Maybe playoff... For play, now. Um, playoff Miller. That's it. Yeah, playoff Miller. They, and they're also yeah. uh, going to potentially at least have a fully fit Cam Akers for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think makes a massive difference. And Alan Robinson is more than capable replacement of OBJ. Robert well, if, if you consider... Well, if you consider Robert Woods wasn't, was injured, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. That's why was. OBJ was there. See, if you consider he's a plate replacement for Robert Woods, um, then yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I still reckon OBJ comes back because I mean, he was at... He it was seems at, likely. He was at McVeigh's wedding uh, this weekend. Um, oh, really? So... You see McVeigh's wedding cake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was it a Lombardi? Re- was replica it? of the Lombardi. I mean, why not? Probably, I'm sure that's what his wife dreamt of I'm all those sure years ago. So happy she was that. like, "Yes." Hey, look, 
He's paying. He can have what he likes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, she sat watching The View 12 yeah. hours a day. She's quite happy. He can have whatever cake he wants. <laughs> just, just while we're... I'm not letting the moment go. Fantasy, you mentioned. Yeah. So I was reading a report earlier this week. You can't read. I had a report read to me. Right. Apparently, one of the potential steals is Jelani Woods of the Indianapolis Colts. He's going to be a, a sneaky, sneaky good fantasy addition this year. You're so taking him in the first round, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's throwing us out here. He wouldn't tell us if he was going to do this. I mean, so, okay. it's obviously somebody else. It's some kicker. <laughs> <laughs> They won't, they won't let me take punt god. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's... I, I, I agree with you all here. I mean, the Rams are... It's very... You always see something in terms of, can this be repeated? But they've... As much as I am not the biggest fan of McVeigh, he organises a great team. Yeah. Absolutely. So, whilst we're talking... Uh, briefly, you mentioned Colts. Uh, Darius Leonard is having back surgery. Um, he's expected to make the start of the season, but um, yeah, you know, uh, get it done now, get it out of the way. Exactly, but you Come know, back. what what was the the Colts' downfall last season was that they started the season badly and ended the season badly. So, yeah, but that was Carson Wentz. Well, hopefully, I mean, came, uh, came and Wentz, John. Well, he's gone, isn't he? But yeah, uh, luckily they've got uh, Matty Weiss, uh, Matty Ice throwing it to uh, Jelani Woods, um, who is there. Only receiver. <laughs> Michael Pittman. Is not as good as everyone thinks. And I will die on that hill. I agree with that, but he's not the goat. Anyway. He's a receiver that's there. Um, they need more. Broncos are being sold. Um, it depends who you read. So they're either being sold for $4.5 to Robert Walton, the heir to the Walmart fortune. That's according to Forbes. Or there is no favourite bidder so far, but the bidders have been cut from 10 to 4. That's according to The Athletic. So it's like the Deshaun Watson trade. It's, it, it? it's something's happening. Um, but, but yeah, it looks like Robert Walton is the favourite. The other bidders are Josh Harris, who's the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, the NBA franchise. He also owns some other uh, sports franchises. Jose Feliciano, who used to be a Guitarist, didn't he? Um, blind guitarist. Um, and their dad, Egbali, who are the founders of Clear Lake Capital, who they're the guys that just bought uh, Chelsea. Um, and Matt Ishbia, who's the CEO of UM, UWM Holdings, and a Michigan-based mortgage lender. Um, all these names just roll off the tongue. Yeah. I hope for your sake it is Robert Walton. I hope, uh, for all of us, I hope <laughs> it's Robert Walton. Um or, I mean, Josh Harris, I can also pronounce. That's fine. But Josh Harris is the one who's um, using, like, star power as well. Like, that's when um, Magic Johnson's involved in and stuff like that. Uh, they're using celebrities. Um, so the man who didn't play the sport and has no link to Denver is yes. the man I'd want to front and center. The man who just <laughs> did not succeed as a, as a, as a <laughs> in the front office. It's, um, yeah, I mean, literally, it... The hey, I'm friends with Magic Johnson. <laughs> Let that guy buy it. No one else just find it really boring. It, it yeah, I mean, basically, it is kind of boring. Um, the um, it, but what it is, it's going to double 
based um, Matt David Tepper bought the Panthers in 2018. He paid 2.28 billion, uh, which is basically this is going to be double that. Um, in four years, it's doubled already. Yeah, and uh, check the, bon- the housing market, James. Check the housing market. <laughs> oh, you have. Oh, I have. Yeah. And. Um, uh, Basically, this was the Bonkers were last sold in 1984 for $70 million to the late Pat Bolan, uh, whose trust now run the franchise since his death in 2019. Um, so come back to me when the news isn't rich old white guy by a sports club, because I just I don't care who ends up with them. I was just looking which one. Dadek Bali. Yeah, if he wins it, come back and talk to me, and then we'll have a minor, another minority owner that isn't Shad Khan, who's rubbish. Because at the moment it doesn't. I don't care who ends up with them. I don't. I don't. I didn't care who bought Chelsea. I don't care who buys the Broncos, because they'll just be somebody else who's making piles of cash off the rest of us who watch the game. Yeah. And what does it matter? They could all be faceless, as far as we should be concerned. He doesn't need what? piles of cash. He's got a net worth of sixty billion. The, 60 it's a, they're all consortiums as well. They, these are just the sure, head. I, head I, I get it, people. and I understand why it's news. But I just like I haven't read anything about it because I don't care. I can't bring myself to be remotely interested because I don't see why it matters. The NFL were asked, could they do anything to make it, uh, to bring forward a like a minority owner? And they were like, not really, because we're not selling it. It's the trust. And the trust, yeah. are, the trust are just going to sell it to the highest bidder. There is a limited number of people who, are, who are, can literally afford to buy. Yeah. It. And also, it's free enterprise. You can't, yep. you can't do that. I guess the, 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 there's the, the, it's not as free enterprise as you know a lot of it. You know they, they are you know, but yeah, it's uh, is what it is. Um, I was just looking which one Peyton Manning was involved in, and basically he's involved in all of them. Uh, whichever <laughs> one, whichever one wins, they will hire Peyton Manning as a as like a face of the franchise. So that's a big face. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a big forehead. Yeah, um, okay, so. On to some of the sadder news. And on May the 30th, uh, Jeff Gladney and his girlfriend Mercedes Palacios uh, were killed in a car accident in Dallas. Uh, police reports indicated that Gladney's uh, Mercedes clipped a car whilst travelling at an excessive speed. His vehicle spun off the road, crashed into a wall and ignited into flames. Gladney was 25 years old and Patricia Palacios was 26. It's uh, another... Uh, person we've lost uh, another active player um, uh, Gladney Vikings Vikings. signed by the Vikings he was uh, he had a year off because of a domestic violence charge which was then rescinded Um, he was back with the Cardinals um, but um, yeah that uh, so an absolute sad uh, loss of talent right there. Um, person who never really got his chance in the NFL. And as well, um, not an active player, but Marion Barber was found dead in his apartment on the 1st of June after police attended his Frisco flat due to a welfare concern. Barber was a long-time cowboy, and uh, I think a lot of you might have seen the, the greatest two-yard rush um, uh, on the socials the last few days. It was... Paul trying to get to a, a buffet. Well, <laughs> four people he took out the way. Bathroom. <laughs> After the buffet. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that one New Year's Eve? It was, in two, London? it was two yard rushing down my legs. Oh. 
half pole. So the passing of Marion Barber there marked in the appropriate way for this podcast. Yeah. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for any disrespect there. But no, like, I think he's but one I did of the... pay a man in, in New Year's Eve in, in London. I paid a man £10 in McDonald's to, so I could go ahead of him in a queue because I needed to shit that badly. <laughs> and when I got there, exploded, there was no toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. If only you still had the £10, you could have used that. Exactly. <laughs> Came out sockless. Anyway, that's <laughs> time. Uh, yeah. I mean, Barber, like, back to Barber, ne- never went, never really went, he never went over a thousand yards. I think he got to 975 and uh, 932. But, like, um, it was a stalwart, stalwart. player for the Cowboys. Th- yeah. yeah. At a time when the Cowboys were at their peak as America's team. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was wow. in the, the public think... conscience. Sorry? 2005 through 10, I think, so that was their peak. No, no, not as a team, but right. in the public conscience oh, as yeah. America's team. Like, that's when everything was about them, even though they weren't very good. Like, they were still on primetime eight times a year. And, like, <laughs> all right, I get you. So that's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, they oh, they're still that now. They didn't win bugger all. Yeah, they, 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 they're always just going to cowboys it up. Um, but, um, yeah, I think from the sounds of it as well, like the pros, I think they appreciated that you know he was a hell of a player. Um, but, yeah, it seems... Um, I saw Des talking about it, Des Bryant talking about it. It seems he's been on... Had some hard times lately. So, uh, once again, uh, absolute shame. Um, More depressing news. Light-hearted today, isn't it? Yeah, it's really light-hearted. So, if we'd have done this last week... Um, we'd have mentioned that there'd been a 23rd woman accused of Sean Watson because we've waited a week to do a podcast because um, uh, my feet hurt, Griff was busy, Paul was on holiday, and basically um, when it's just me and Jim, we, we agree we too much. Agree, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, nobody can disagree with this particular area. But though. yeah, no. but look, but uh, because we are quite a week, there's now a 24th woman accused of Sean Watson. Uh, his lawyers and calendar for this week have found a number, <laughs> a number of women in there accusing him. Uh, his lawyers claim they are all lying, effectively. Um, but there was a point in the last week where uh, his lawyer um, came out and basically was like, "Happy endings aren't illegal." And quite frankly, I mean, I, I thought I thought a lawyer's job was to help their clients. And quite frankly, like. I don't like Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't much like his lawyer. But his lawyer and his agent, quite frankly, are just getting him into more trouble. Um, his agent's done a wonderful job. Of <laughs> and uh, um, I mean, he, he could have he could have settled this a year ago. At the time, um, it would have cost him two and a half million. Um, but um, they chose not to. Um, it's I think he's had four meetings with the NFL. Um, uh, t- and basically, a ban is coming. Um, it's just the only thing by the sounds of things. Hey, hey. Um, but um, Even yeah, we can make a joke out of this. But yeah, it's, it's uh, just the, whole, the, the, the joke is this. Uh, this is the joke. Well, the joke is the Browns giving him that contract, or the NFL not doing anything about it sooner. I, or... I mean, yeah, I get you. On, I get. I do get you on that. I also think that a. I. Feel that they almost know that there's more to come, and don't, <laughs> and, and they don't they don't want to give out punishment now when they think right. Well, 
know, wait yeah. another week and something else. I think they want to they want to hit a point where okay, we're we're now there. We've got all the information. What what do we do? Because I, I I feel like unlike the Browns, I feel the NFL probably have done their due diligence. They probably have prob by the sounds of it have a better idea of what's going on, and they're just waiting for it all all the cards to fall before going right. You're out for this season, and you're out for next season. Otherwise, what happens if they give them a ban now and another five women come out of the woodwork, which, based on the last couple of weeks, isn't out of the realms of possibility, and suddenly he's up against criminal court hearings and they've given him a a six-game ban. It's like, oh, now they've got to go back and give him another ban. Can they do that? Well, yeah, because it would be new information, so I think they can. The the problem with this is, and you say even we can make a joke out of this, the, the point is we shouldn't. But it's so depressing because there's a complete lack of leadership from the NFL and accountability from both the Browns and Watson. Now, I was a big defender of the fact the Browns are perfectly entitled to sign him. And I will not criticise them for winning the war for the player that best improves their team. Because as of today, he steps on a field for the first game of the season and they are a better team than they were with Baker. Right, that's that is that is the only fact that we are dealing with right now. Yep. Because everything else is still technically disputed. So I will defend their decision to do that. I cannot defend the the Browns saying they've done all their due diligence when we can clearly see they haven't. I cannot defend the NFL once again being far, far too slow to react in what is only a court of public opinion, but this goes back to the Ray Rice scenario and Pick your player, Randy Gregory, whoever you like. Now, I understand the court of public opinion isn't a thing. No, but no, but, but it is a thing because the NFL have got rules and regulations that, and player we, conduct rules yeah. that they have to. That players have. To How many times to. have you and I argued directly about the fact that I don't feel players should have to consider themselves to be role models, and you do because of the way they're endorsed? Right? We have yeah. argued openly about this. Yes. Right. Let's assume then that you're right, and for I the am. sake of this argument, fine. Because in this instance that seems to be the, the correct ground to stand on. If that's the case, then the NFL must be a moral arbiter who come in because the NFL owns all the franchises, by the way. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's a franchise system. So yeah. this is like, what was his name? Ray Kroc that ran McDonald's coming in and saying, you are not working for us until this is resolved. And they could just sideline him. Just say, you can have your money, I think they but can. you cannot take yeah, part. I think they can, they can. They can put him on paid. But they haven't. I know they haven't. And that's, that's they can yeah. put him on paid leave, on paid suspension. Goodell leave. said they're not going to do it. But He's already come it. out and said, no, that is not an option. Now, I understand. And as someone who has experienced legal difficulties in the past, I also appreciate you have to uncover the whole thing and everyone has to be allowed to say their bit. You cannot tell me that 24 women have met up in a room come up with virtually identical stories and then opted to, to spread them one at a time over a period of many months. It's just not a thing. So somewhere in all this is a lot of truth. He's clearly doing something that's made a lot of people uncomfortable. I have no idea. Don't laugh. I have no idea whether happy endings are illegal or not. I don't know. I have never been for a massage with a woman. I had one from a man once. There was no happy ending. I was vaguely disappointed. But, you know, whatever. I suspect it's not the done thing in most of these places, and he's trying to turn it into the norm because he's a star. He's used to getting his own way. I think you, I think you, you've hit on the nail on the head there. He's turn, trying to turn this whole thing into a norm. And Rusty Hardin, who is actually his lawyer, which by the way is a terrible know, name, just, just a terrible <laughs> name. It sounds like he's been doing a lot of, you yeah. know. I think he's almost, and 
I don't agree with this. I feel like this, and I think it's completely wrong. I think he's trying to normalise it. He is absolutely trying to normalise like, it. Well, you know, these things aren't illegal. It's fine. But the, I mean, based on on what's been written and based on the accounts of the plaintiffs, it's not fine. No, like, it, and I don't know. How there's no anyone, justifying it. How does anyone it? in the Browns locker room take leadership from Deshaun Watson? I don't know. He might be the best player on the roster. Probably but how is. does he lead anyone else? Because they must be looking, thinking, well, if someone did that to my wife or my daughter, I'd be not very happy about it. Or player, I don't... That I don't, player probably end up getting yeah, suspended. Or I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm part of something that's normalising this situation, yeah. which I don't think is normal. Now, maybe they don't all think like that. Maybe we're of too old an energy, a generation to have a, an entirely clear judgement on this. But our generation would look at this and should look at this and say, not normal. You need to hold your hands up, whether they're covered in jizz or not, and say, uh, I've made a massive cock up. Can we can we settle this and can we pay off whatever I need to pay off and can I take my seat for six games, eight games, a season, whatever it is, because, look, I've done something very stupid and just own up. Like Louis C.K., he, I know he got cancelled. I know it's not quite the same situation, but he basically had to go... I fucked up and I didn't realise I was upsetting so many people and what I've done is bad. He's taken his punishment and he's now slowly rebuilding his career. Deshaun Watson seems to want to jump that bit and just carry on building his career. And I don't, I don't understand why the Boris Johnson defence, I believe it's called. I don't get me started (laughs) because we're not doing that and we're not doing gun politics in America either because this podcast is not long enough and I am not emotionally (laughs) stable enough to not say exactly what I think. So, I the, the the Sean Watson thing riles me because I I cannot take the inaction from the people who are supposed to be in charge. You lift your shirt up and show the wrong sponsor on your vest underneath, you're fined. It's a bit like FIFA and racism. You know they let they let Hungary have a load of kids in the other night who booed the England team taking the knee in support of racism. What's going to happen about that? Nothing probably because they were already on a ban for racist behaviour, but they were allowed to let the kids in. So it's a joke that these massive organisations, they're only interested in money and Deshaun Watson will draw more money. If the Browns are having to play, I don't know, Baker, if he'll ever play for them again, or who's the third choice? Like Jacoby Brissett, is it? Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, or whoever, you know, like they're dragging Cody Kessler out of the fire or something. That's not making money. But Deshaun Watson makes money. And and it's, it's too much. It's not okay. Somewhere you have to draw a moral line and stick to that, and that line has to be something you can move depending on the situation. Because some things aren't clear, but you cannot tell me that this isn't reasonably cut and dry at this point. He has done some bad things that have made some females extremely uncomfortable, and in the modern world, this is... even In the 70s, no one would have said a thing. They just wouldn't. But we don't live in the 70s. In the 70s, people like Deshaun Watson didn't go in places that people would I would go. Because we weren't allowed. It wasn't the same. But now the world is this way. And the NFL needs to catch up with the fact that this is very bad. And they should be out in front of this and saying, we're not letting this go. You, you can sign him, but we're not promising you can play him until this is resolved. So either you settle it or you go to court and then you can have him on the field. But they, they don't want to do anything. And I don't know what they're afraid of. What's, what's Sean Watson going to do? Sue them? Yeah. If he does, he's got to go to court and explain what he was doing. So fine. I, I don't get it. I, I the the inaction absolutely cripples me. I it makes me uncomfortable. Good rant. Sorry, <laughs> I've been holding on to that. I've been on the podcast <laughs> like three or four weeks. Sorry. No, but so Deshaun Watson bad. It's what we're. I don't think we can disagree with any of that. I think, 
I think no, I can't. One of the, one of the points you made is like, if I'd have dropped the mic, I'd have broken it. So I, I thought it was a bit harsh. There, there's, there's 24 women. It's not one. No. It's not two. It's not even three. It's 24. Good spot. Yeah. 24. It's not even four or five. No. 24, <laughs> 24 women. Four women. Uh, uh, women. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's a it's a fucking stain, quite frankly, isn't it? Oh, oh that's geez. a terrible phrase to use, John. But no, it, it, like, <laughs> I mean, it is quite frankly, it's, it's horrible. I mean, Paul made a fantastic point before we started. In that, at what point in these things did he not realise this wasn't okay? This woman is saying, "I said no at this point. I said no at this point. I said no at this point. I agreed to carry on because I thought it was a bit threatening, but I said no at this point." Like, how many? None of us, none of us would get away with this behaviour. You I just would feel ashamed of myself. But none of us are multi-millionaire sportsmen. It's a different, oh, it's a different world. Yeah, I know you're right. It's a different world, but I still don't give I, me excuses. I, I, yeah, it's, I yeah. I mean, I can't. In my head, I cannot get over the thought of doing that to someone. I, I just no, can't. Some, I, I feel I somebody feel always gets away with more than everyone else. So it used to be years ago, you got away with it because you were a man. Yeah. Then it was you got away with it because you were a white man. Now it's you get away with it because you're a rich man, and so on and so forth. And there'll never be full equality. But this is way beyond. Like we're not we're not saying well, we're just letting him off. It's a bit of a slap on the wrist. This, this is, isn't a great area. This, is this isn't even a Robert Kraft like uh, you went somewhere and somebody did something and it might not be quite right. This is a, like you were going somewhere every week. And what's this about him hunting people down on Instagram? Yeah, hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds. And like, I mean, now, recent news there'll reports. be people probably at this table who in the past have used social media to speak to someone ah, to judge, to test the water. But that's as far as it goes. You don't then go around pestering them for a massage in your tiny towel. I've DM slide. I've slid into DMs. But yeah, I've wore Doc Martens as well. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see John trying to slide into some Doc Martens right now because I know the state of his feet. My feet are an absolute mess. Um, but yeah, you know, it is, it is what it is. It's uh, you know, I yeah, the, what, what he's done is uh, quite horrendous, really. Can we can we move on and? <laughs> readdress it only when there is some progress. It shouldn't be ignored, but no. all you're I mean, going to well, do is I fire mean, us yeah. up and get us angry, and we. Uh, have absolutely no. We need we, we need to say this because, because there's been, there been progress. There's been progress. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But like, but otherwise, I wouldn't say there has been progress. There's been the progress of more accusers. That's it. That's that's progress. It's 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 it, it, it's. I am looking forward to the day movement. when a man comes out and accuses him. <laughs> just just in case it's just masseuses rather than female masseuses. It could be it could be that maybe you just got to think about little towels, and the smell of hand cream. I don't know. It's just it's just bizarre. Like it just the whole thing. The NFL is so inactive when it comes to things that they could make a stand on. What are they so scared of? I, I do not yeah, understand. So we were saying, uh, Calvin Ridley gets a year banned for, for gambling. For gambling. $1,500. I get it. They don't want people gambling. All right, slap on the wrist. If you do, you're, you're under a... You're under they a, probably don't want people doing what Deshaun Watson no, but doing as well. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. And you know what? People will, it will go with Calvin Ridley because people will say, done his time, owned up to it, probably got overly punished... It's, they're not going to hold it against him. When he comes no. back, you're not going to be going, oh, I might be throwing this game. You're just not. It's not going to be a thing. And we've had it with people in the past. They've been accused of various things. And sometimes they get away with things. Like, I'm sure there are players who have got away with things that we've debated in the past that don't spring to mind. But this is a persistent, over time, 
ongoing issue that isn't going away. This is what we two years or eighteen months into this now. Eighteen this months into this, longer. and this it's going to go on to next year. This could go, this could go on a whole season. Yeah. Do not um, be surprised if we're still talking about it this time next year. I mean, you remember the Zeke one as well? That went all season, um, and this is much more complex, much dirtier. Quite frankly, uh, and yeah, it's going to be horrible. Uh, it doesn't even have a gate. It doesn't have a gate. No, well, like, a gate would have kept him out. That would have been a good idea. But for me, that shows how much of a scandal it is. That it's mm. not like this isn't scandal. This is just filth, hell. Yeah. So should we um, move on from scumbags to um, more scumbags? Scumbag. Oh, a whole organization of them. Yeah. Um, well, Goodell and Schneider, uh, Dan Schneider from the. Washington commanders have been asked to testify to Congress about the NFL's role in setting and enforcing standards across the league and legislative reforms needed to address these issues across the NFL and other workplaces. A uh, hearing takes place on the 22nd of June, so um, that's Commander's Corner. Um, we'll wait and see what happens with that because, uh, I mean, in, in a just world... This is, you know, you get the thing. This, you'd hope this is the this is more start of the end for Dan Schneider. What it is, it's just going to be more. Um, I think it's more the middle of the end, really. Yeah, uh, I think you know, there's been reports out that other NFL owners are are counting votes, as they say, in terms of there's, there has to be so many votes. I think it's is it two, a Boris Johnson style vote of yeah. no confidence? Well, I think it's like two thirds majority, where if two thirds of the of the league's owners say they have to go. Then he has to he has to sell up and effectively ban from the from the NFL. Donald but Sterling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was from the um, NBA. The racist. Yes. That fella. Clippers. Yes. yes. So, so yeah. the problem here is <laughs> the the NFL's role in setting and enforcing standards across the league. I have just debunked about five minutes <laughs> yes. ago, and so they they don't have any standards to enforce because they don't stick to anything. And so I don't know. I mean, if you get caught beating up a woman on film, you get taken out of the league eventually. But if if if, if you have um, six hundred and fifty thousand emails searched through, um, what happens is the brother of the guy you fired gets um, get loses his job. Um, Seems but, just. But, but everyone else gets uh, gets off fine. It's. Um, it, I mean, clearing Snyder out is probably step one. Yeah. I don't know how long you can go on saying, and it's not just this situation or that situation, how long can Roger Goodell stay at the top of this pyramid when there are consistently issues around violence towards women, sexual discrimination, harassment, uh, young players clearly doing drinking, drugs, other things that they, they don't necessarily get reined in for, like... The multi-billion concussion issue. Yeah, like the league covering that up, for instance. Like, how long can he be untouchable? His current deal runs to 20, March 2024. Well, also it's up to the NFL owners at that point whether they renew it. Um, I was reading Peter King article. He says he expects an extension of three to four years. They're still making money. That's that's I mean, that's yeah, what's going to count. They've never made more money. Yeah. yeah. And I, that I, I is what's going to count. And, and, and that then, therefore, completely nullifies the fact that Congress want to hear about what they're, they're setting and enforcing. Because all they're setting and enforcing is how much money can we make this month? 
Like, the NFL are only interested in Dan Snyder because he might have robbed money out of their pockets. That's, they don't care. They don't care about the sexism. I don't, I don't care what they say about it. I don't care. If they cared, he'd have already gone. Yeah. They only started moving when it turned out he may have been fiddling the books. Yeah. And that will be what gets rid of him, even if they say it's everything. It's yeah. not. It's like, um, like uh, you know, they, they did um, uh, the, that, that, that mobster they did him for tax fraud, you know. Al Capone. Al Capone. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, he was killing people off left, right and centre, but fiddle the tax, man. It's yeah. all over. Well, get him for something. But, you, you know, um, anyway, um, before we go on to something else, of course, um, I'm going to mention the, the, the filthiest word on, on the podcast today. Kaepernick, who's uh, had um, had a workout with the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, Mark Davis has always said, if you want to sign Kaepernick, then um, feel free. So he's, he's gone. It's his first workout as a team. I think he had meetings with Seattle. I have no idea how it went. This is as remarkable as me working out for the Raiders. Nothing has been said about it because he was clearly fucking useless. He hasn't thrown a ball in anger for five years now. Six years. Five years. 2018 was, his, was when he left. Yeah, so 18, so, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, 22. Really five years. Five Sorry. years since he played in an NFL game. It feels like longer ago. Well, I haven't played. Maybe, maybe it was... It might have been longer, cause, but I think... I thought his last game was in 16. It might have been 16. It, it's a long time since he's thrown an NFL ball in anger, yeah. and there's a reason why you've not heard anything about this for the last week, because he wasn't very good. And it shouldn't shock anyone, because anybody who retires effectively from a sport for five or six years... Is not going to be as good when they come the, back. No. The only reason it makes news is because it's Colin Kaepernick. I think yeah. I read something where uh, they were talking about the fact that Josh McDaniels, he's uh, from the Parcells uh, coaching tree, and Parcells used to bring in so many players to try out during yeah. the offseason. So that when they knew, when, and then create a shortlist. So when they knew when someone went, went injured, they knew exactly who to bring in. I would be more excited if Charlie Whitehurst had tried out for the <laughs> like, honest, Yeah, I honestly. Don't know why this is making the news other than it's, Colin, it's Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I mean, also, to be fair, it is the Raiders. If you speak out against Mark Davis, you immediately lose your job. He has form. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think anybody's scared to say anything about the happenings at that team. Maybe. And, and that team have been progressing very nicely the last few seasons, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're making progress and they've got a chance to be very good in a very difficult division. So they're very good and might not be good enough. But this is... It's a marketing exercise. It's a showpiece. He's never going to play in an NFL game again. And the sooner you get used to it, everybody, I'm talking the whole of NFL fandom, most people don't even want to see him. Do you, you know the last time he played in an NFL game, he had a passer rating of like 53.6, two interceptions on like 16 completions. He was useless. But he's he, also replacing a man who had five interceptions in one half. Oh, Nate Peterman? Yeah. I would rather have Nate Peterman right now. I bet I bet in the last two Bullshit. years I bet over the last two years or three years, Kaepernick has degraded as an athlete to the point that Nate Peterman is no worse and has more recent experience in the NFL. So I don't get it. It's literally a marketing exercise. And once again it's something I find really frustrating that we have to talk about because there's no games well, on. For a comp for a business that wants to make money, having Kaepernick yeah, in your yeah, team would yeah. sell shirts. I get it. And the offensive coordinator is the former is you, someone he used to work with at the 49ers, Nick Lombardi. Yeah, used to be a, a offensive assistant throughout the Kaepernick years. I mean, I have got nothing against it. Like he was great, great with his legs. Apparently, he can still throw it like like really, really hard. hard, really far. Let's just see uh, what happens. 
I'm not holding my breath that uh, he's coming back. But let's let's get Griff emotional again because we're going to mention retirement. Fitzmagic has finally gone to... He's got now five years to wait for his <laughs> gold jacket. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I was prepared for this. I suspected this might come up. Um, I wish to defend myself and Ryan Fitzpatrick in the same uh, opening sentence here. I will say he's never been a great quarterback. He's rarely been a good quarterback. But if you want entertaining during these three-hour games... He's been one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch on a week-by-week basis for the last five or six years. You cannot argue that. You never knew if he was going to tuck the ball and do that awkward white man run that he did, and he did it a lot. You never knew if he was going to throw the ball up and it would be 50-50 interception or 50-yard touchdown. You you just didn't know. Uh, The the season that the Jets didn't quite make the playoffs, was it 2016? 2016. he was the first Jets quarterback to throw more than 30 touchdowns in a season. The following year, he cratered and was dropped for Geno Smith by week seven, having had a four-year massive extension with the Jets. Now, do you know what the difference was between those two seasons? I think Eric Decker got injured and Brandon Marshall got traded. Fitzmagic was brilliant with good surrounding characters. He played sporadically really well for the Texans because he had DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. So... My my point is, Ryan Fitzpatrick was never inconsistent. He was consistently throw it up and see what happens, and it just depended on what players were available to catch the ball for him. I say, do you remember like the the, the the Jets year when, with a game to go, like it was in their hands, yeah. and he went and threw like three three interceptions, four interceptions, four interceptions yeah, and, and, and or oh, it was just absolutely dog shit in that final game. But but he he was as good as the surrounding class. He never elevated teams. He might pull off the odd miracle, but he didn't elevate consistently any teams. But there's like, I would I would take him every day of the week over a Kirk Cousins who is bland and dull and rubbish because I have to watch these games, and I enjoy watching American football. But I enjoy it more when there's a fun player on the field. And do you remember the uh, the Bucks year when it was uh, it was him and uh, when he had to stand in for Winston yeah. after his. Um, and his, his like first pass as a buck was like a fifty-yard touchdown. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And yeah, like he like after four, four games, you're like, are they going to bring Winston back? Because this guy's really Fitzmagic's balling. <laughs> and um, of course, he went all for all Fitzmagic and it blew great. up. Yeah, we went for Fitzmagic. You know, yeah, he did. but yeah, like <laughs> the thing is, yeah, he um he was he was fun. I I loved this that what him in the stands this year watching the Bills in the playoffs, <laughs> just topless screaming. And and no professional quarterback will ever beat the dressing up as Deshaun Jackson to do his no. press conference in Tampa, wearing his gold chains and everything. It, it, like, I don't know how how old is he? He's like 38, 37, 39. 38, Yeah, like, he found himself. Like he got to about twenty sixty. Yeah. <laughs> he got to thirty two and was like, I'm comfortable now. It's like. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was no longer the Amish rifle. He was just he was just Fitch Magic. And I really, I think uh, the, the Look league at the is smiles on our faces, except Paul who is in the background watching England get trounced by Germany. The um but yeah, no, it is. He made he made He made football entertaining. Made football Give entertaining. me more players like exactly. that. Exactly. there are yeah. not enough players. They all toe the line and that's fine. They some they make some of them very dull. Like you know, another player that I really like, I, I like Joe Burrow for the same reason. 
Because Joe Burrow comes out, he wears what he likes, he says what he wants. Cam Newton, say what you like, he wasn't a great quarterback, but he did some amazingly entertaining things. Like, if he decided to take off and run and bowl three defensive players over, it was entertaining. Same with Michael Vick. Michael Vick wasn't a great quarterback. He was a really entertaining quarterback. There's a difference between the the quarterback you want for your (laughs) team versus the quarterback you want to watch play. Yes, absolutely. I think you, you touched on it. If, given the choice, I want Kirk Cousins playing for my team because he's not going to give the ball away and okay. he's pretty efficient. But given the choice, I want to watch for yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's it. That's what I meant. If yeah. I'm watching the games, it's Fitz Magic I wanted to watch yeah. every week. And I don't, I don't care. You guys have mocked me for years. That is fine. I absolutely accept that. He's not a good quarterback. No, he's a, he's a, he was an entertaining quarterback. Yeah, I like entertaining, entertaining players. He's a, he's a character. He, he had charisma. He, a good leader on and off the pitch from, I mean... It's a real shame that his career yeah. ended without, without him basically throwing a pass for, what for was, Washington. Was there some off-season where he, he turned up like about two stone heavy and blamed it on birthday cake or, or yeah. something? <laughs> yeah. There's always like stories yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. It just made you laugh. It's yeah. like, he Brilliant. played the game like somebody was controlling him at Madden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might still, get, I still wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> You might get 586 yards and six touchdowns. You might get injured in seconds doing a stupid run. It was wonderful. As you say, it's a shame. Basically, his Washington career lasted three, three quarters. Yeah. yeah, if that. Because, um, th- yeah, I, I, I know it was, wasn't a, he didn't last and the full game because I had him in fantasy as a, as a fucking <laughs> griff. And then he got crippled again. <laughs> he got crippled. Oh, that backfired. It's the only reason I used to take Cooper Cup. If, if, you yeah. look back, if you look back over the last 10 years of Jets quarterbacks, he's easily the oh. best one <laughs> by a mile. Like, we're talking by a country oh, mile. By, oh, <laughs> you can it, Like, since Mark Sanchez, who technically led them to two playoff appearances, he is comfortably, by a mile, the best quarterback. The only man to beat Manning and Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. It was Mark Sanchez. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Whereas, whereas Fitzmagic never went to the playoffs, never been to a Pro Bowl, never never, never did anything that you'll be recognised yeah, But he, he didn't need Pro Bowls. No. He, he didn't no. need rings or appearances or nope. extra but money. Just entertaining, and I'm glad that we have managed to get that in. Do you want to talk about Alex Mack? So again, I don't care about Alex Mack. <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to mention a man who likes losing Super Bowls. <laughs> It, yeah, so it would appear, but yeah, I don't think anyone likes it. But great, great centre. Really, no, great really yeah. centre. Um, I mean, one of Shanahan's absolute favourites because he took, took him from been around, been Falcons to the 49ers. I mean, what, also, you saw a notable drop off with the Falcons with him leaving. Yep. And you saw a notable gain with the Niners with him coming in. So Absolutely. He played that system so well. He played for, what's that, seven, five, 14 years. On the offensive line, that's something to behold. 196 games, pretty decent. I mean, there's a lot of pro bowls. There's all, all to all pro teams as well. Like he's, I think he's a consensus top center and probably edging on the Hall of Fame. But because offensive linemen don't tend to get, they don't tend to get in. Probably won't. Yeah, and and he'll fall no doubt behind some other players, yeah. and it'll, if he's going to get in, it'll be years. But, oh, yeah, it'll be but years and years and years. Every, you remember how everyone raved about Joe Thomas? Yeah, they should be raving about this guy the same, yeah, absolutely, because he's been as good. Yeah, and he's been as durable. <laughs> Alex Mack was on winning teams. That's the problem. Well, yeah, yeah, Joe Thomas was the only almost winning part. teams. He yeah. was the only redeemable part of the Browns for years. But but, but for me, like that's the company he should be held yeah. in. That's how good he's been. Uh, it's di- it's so hard to quantify O linemen by their co- by yeah. just their careers yeah, because absolutely. because of the contribution they make to the game. It's difficult, but 
you have to say that uh, an O lineman without uh, an O line, sorry, without him has always been a poorer place. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, One more uh, future Hall of Famers to talk about. Yeah. Who's that? Romeo Cronell. Potentially, but I was going Frank Gore. Oh, uh, that guy. Longevity, the the, uh, the special achievement award. <laughs> the Hall of Very Long. Uh, the Hall of Not Great at Boxing. <laughs> did he not win? Did he not win his first fight? No. Oh dear. Did he not win? I, I, I thought he did. 16,000 yards rushing. Third all time. One, two, three, four, five Pro Bowls. I've heard the arguments against Frank Gore getting into the Hall of Fame, oh. and they, they, they hold no weight with me. No. Frank, he will get in. I don't care if he's he's been a compiler. That's impressive as a running back. Most of them last four years. We yeah. said earlier, one of the best skills is availability, and my good God, that man was available. As a professional, he is 1-0. Yeah, he oh, won. He, won. he had a he professional won. fight. Oh, sorry, he lost. He lost his lost. amateur debut. He lost, yeah, exhibition. And then he lost. won his professional debut the other week. Yeah, well, thank I'll you. take it all back. So he's also in the Boxing Hall of Fame. Unbeaten. Yep. Undefeated at 38 years old or whatever. Unavailable. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, he, was, well, he was available for a fight. And, yeah, like, okay, I get, like I say, we've heard all, all the arguments against, but if you just if you just look at where he ranks amongst all of his peers, you cannot deny him his golden jacket. You just you can't. There's no, there's no doing it. The argument will be, he's the third, ty- third rusher of all time. Yeah. Yep. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Whether... You know, and he's not as explosive as you know, Barry now, Sanders. Day, but, but in, in his day, it was Barry in Chuckle. Day. But he's still in very his, good. In his day, he was a very good, um, very very good runner. Uh, yeah, and actually, well, uh, when the the Super Bowl you lost, he was really good in that game. Yep. Really, yep. really good in that game. Maybe want to take a guess about how many fantasy points he's earned teams in his career. Jeez. No, I don't know. I, I think he's earned 1,412. Oh, too low. Uh, Three and a half thousand. Too high. 2,804. Closer, but still too high. It's 2,542.5 points. The point five could be important. Where does he rank so. all time for fantasy points? Oh, oh Jim. That's Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, <laughs> it is for me. Yeah, uh, and uh, so we also mentioned uh, Romeo Cornell. Uh, retires um, five Super Bowls in, in his time. He was an assistant at the Giants and the Patriots. He was a special teams coordinator for the Giants. Defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Yep. He's one of, one of those people that Griff always says is a better coordinator than yep. he'll ever be head coach. That said, in, if you look at the last two or three years of the Texans, he's been their best head coach when he was interim taken over from Bill O'Brien. Yeah, it's the Texans. He went four and eight as their head coach after they started the season like 0-4 or whatever it was. like, And he never got consideration to be the next head coach. And you look at that Patriots team from 2001 to 2005 when he was there. Mm. Good God, that defence was yep. terrifying. Yep. He, he's done everything a, a dedicated coordinator could do in the game. Uh, and he will receive the, the recognition for it, as he should. He, he's 70 years old. And we saw a stat that he's... Outside of two seasons, he's been a active coach for fifty years. Yes, that's mad. Isn't it? That's I mean, Brilliant. five Super Bowls and forty-eight years of coaching. Uh, I th- pretty decent. I think we'll see a bust of him in Canton. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he's one of only three Cleveland head coaches to have a record above ten wins. <laughs> really? 
That's how bad. A, that's how, it, all time. Yeah, it's, he had he had one great season with them, uh, and then um, they um, got rid of the quarterback, and <laughs> it all went to pot. There you go. Uh, it, um, so, I've just got the top twenty fantasy. All right. Who's, do you want to guess who's number one of all time? This is this is back in 2020. This is the latest thing. I Tom Adrian Brady. Peterson. Tom Brady. Of course it's Tom Brady. Come on, people. He played forever. He's still yeah. playing forever. That's number two. With Adrian Peterson. Number two. Uh, number two, Peyton Manning. Not a qu- it's not a quarterback. It's not a quarterback. It's Adrian Peterson. Run. It's not a running back. Mark and Mark. Oh, it's not a running back. Uh, not Calvin Johnson. All Who? time. All time. Oh, Fitzgerald. All oh, time. Rice. Jerry Rice. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. sorry all time. Yeah. The next few are all quarterbacks. So it's then Breeze, Manning, Favre, then Larry Fitzgerald. Um, at that t- at the time, he was just above Rogers. Rogers and Roethlisberger would have overtaken him. The top running back of all time, Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith. Well, he's the top running back of all time. Yeah. So you, yeah. naturally, he would be just above. The next two, Frank Gore. There's three running backs uh, above three thousand three hundred points. Barry Sanders. Nope. Adrian Peterson. Nope. Walter Payton. Walter Payton. He's the fourth. Jim Brown. Nope. You will have. You will know. No. You will know them. John Riggins. Marshall Funk. Oh, that's the Danian Thomas. Yeah. The Danian Thomas. Of course, it's. I, I mean, fault. Jesus. I remember his name. Um, the other w- w- wide receivers so after Larry Fitzgerald, it's Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, and then Marvin Harrison. Uh, the top tight end, anyone guess? Gonzalez. Nope. Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah. He scored three thousand five hundred and ten points. I didn't, in his I didn't hear Trent Richardson. Um, <laughs> this is only this only marks the top twenty, so I'm assuming the twenty first is okay. Trent Richardson. <laughs> Just check. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But um, the anyway, top, the top running backs of the AAF fantasy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he was the best. We'll take a break and we'll come back with our snappy snap. Welcome back. Um, so the second part is uh, it's a snappy snap, and this one's based on the two oldest um, geezers <laughs> in the head coaches in the league. Jesus. It's based on um, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, and basically. The question is, has the league moved on and is it time for these guys to step aside? Of course, with Bill, it's uh, slightly more complicated because Bill, of course, is a GM as well as a uh, head coach. He's the executive vice president of football operations. Just want to throw that in there. Basically, it's two men that hold an enormous amount of power in their teams and the t- both teams seem to be... At the moment, they seem to be on a different trajectory. The The Patriots have gone through a couple of years of hurt, and they've now got a young quarterback who had a very impressive debut season. They've, he seems to have some weapons around him this season, and actually, like, um, it, you know, looks like Aguilar will probably go at some point, you know. Um, but... Uh, and when you compare that to Seattle, who've just um, traded away their prize asset for, you know, a bag a di- of beans. Well, they got, you know, they've got a lot of first-round picks for it. Um, and oh, you know, I thought you meant Drew Lock. They have also got Drew Lock. 
Who won't be the starting quarterback? It will be Geno Smith. No. Yes. Drew Locke will be the starter. It will be Geno. Wrong. Yes, it is wrong, but it, it will be Geno. <laughs> My question is, if you're fighting over Drew Locke or Geno, yeah, is, is, it, is it time to just say, is it too soon for me to say, bring back Fitzmagic? I reckon Fitzmagic with, with two broken hips <laughs> is still better than Drew Locke. I'd like to make a case regarding Pete Carroll. That I don't think he's as good as every, as people think. If you if you look at his record, he comes in from USC, starts in 2010. They suck. They suck. They suck. They Dan Quinn builds a defense. They draft a third-round quarterback who nobody expected to do what he did. Yep. There's a trajectory upwards, and if you look at their record season on season, they're just circling the drain. They they win the Super Bowl, they lose in the Super Bowl. They then just go further and further down the playoffs each year. And to the point where they didn't qualify last year. They were fourth in their division. And you could uh, they're, they're in they're going to finish fourth again in the division. Yeah. This is this is to following on from what Paul is saying and to reinforce the point as well. Look at the uh, two conferences, because these teams are in separate conferences. Do you think that either of those teams are nailed on for the playoffs? The Patriots could get to the playoffs. No, no, nailed on for the no, playoffs. Not no, nailed. Neither, neither are the either of them looking like winning the Super Bowl in the next two years? No. Because you no. can't look beyond that because the draft and things, right? So the, there's, the, a, there's an aura with Belichick which you no, don't no. have with Carroll. Uh, I think in Seattle he does have that aura. But what I'm saying is... It's undeserved. But I, 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 I think for both of them, because we always, always want to embrace these great players or coaches for one or two years too long. I I have I get shouted down whenever I say, well, the Patriots won't make the playoffs. Uh, last year I was wrong. I didn't think we would, and we did. Not comfortably, but we did. The year before, uh, I didn't think we would, and we didn't, which was the first time in a long time. This year... I don't think we will, because you're not going to overpower the Bills unless Josh, Josh Allen gets injured. So you can't, you don't know, that. that's dart of the wall. And they are, at best, the 12th best team in the AFC. Their quarter, Mac Jones is going to have to have an outstanding season with average offensive players. He needs both tight ends who were struggling till the end of last year to really step up their game. And that's because Belichick is sticking to his method of... We do things a bit different. We expect things to be done this way, the Patriot way, and it's always won before. Now, it always won because they had Tom Brady. And I don't think it's fair to say, oh, Tom without Bill would be rubbish, or Bill without Tom would be rubbish. We know Tom has been good somewhere else. He's also had a great team around him. But separating the two is not fair. But it did allow the two of them to get away with doing things their way because together they were basically undefeated, weren't they? Like, they were amazing for 20 years. Like You, you don't get that in sports. But there's two clear dynasties within that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's the early 2000s dynasty. There's, there's, we've made the point that there's two separate Hall of Fame careers for Tom Brady. Three now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, but no, that's, I, I agree. That's, for me, is the difference between Belichick and Carroll here because Carroll built one... Carroll, I feel, lucked his way into... One great Seattle process. Yeah. Belichick has been the GM. Belichick has had the unilateral control of that team. But Belichick the GM holds back Belichick the coach. Because yeah. Belichick the GM is terrible at drafting and doesn't 
always do the right things in free agency. Last year was the first time they'd been in the top five spenders in free agency. And actually, I think it will pay off. But I don't think he addressed the biggest need on the team, which was wide receiver. He went and got two tight ends, and our best wide receiver was supposed to be Nelson Aguilar, who turned out to be pap. And then Shot Harry. We could, have, we could have had... Yeah, we could have had several of the really good available wide receivers last year. He has, he, he has a blind spot when it comes to wide he receivers. Absolutely does. Whether he, it's the draft or and, and like you just said with Pete Carroll, who lucked into a whole defense and a third round quarterback all paying off at the same time. You can't argue that Belichick lucked into Brady. Mm-hmm. He absolutely did. He also, in his time, has lucked into Julian Edelman, yeah. Randy Moss being available. Yeah, getting him quite cheap, and getting him very cheap. Like he hasn't been able to to draft really good, dependable, awesome wide receivers. There was one other, and the name has gone out of my head that we had. Regardless, I mean, where's Welker? Where's Welker? That's who I was thinking of. But again, Amendola, <laughs> playoff play daddy. <laughs> These players have been good contributors, they're, they're but you wouldn't say that they are. I mean. They haven't gone somewhere else and no, been amazing no, no, no. as well. I completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, you, you, you only have to... We, we talked about it before the break. Fantasy points. Yeah. There's been very few wide receivers for, for the Pats over the last 10, 20 years. When you think how good Brady has been, yeah. there should you, be one or two standout wide receivers. As, as your number one wide receiver in your fantasy team outside of Randy Does Moss. anyone believe Devontae Adams is going to be as good without Aaron Rodgers? No. I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. He won't be as good. Yeah, but this is... They've got a... A, a very good quarterback who has is, is he won't used to throw in. He won't be as good. If you can get you. a thousand yards out of Hunter Renfro, you can get a, yeah, yeah, God yeah. knows what you're Thirteen hundred yards out of Devontae Adams. Adams. I get it, but I'm talking over the next four years. Will he be as good as he, he, he won't would, be there for four years? Or would he will he be as good as he would have been with Aaron Rodgers? Because you have to take into the fact he's getting older as well. And the answer is no. The answer is just no. I don't think you'll put as many stats. And I think that's 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 the difference between being as good as or putting up stats. He won't put up stats because there's other people to throw to it. In Las Vegas, there is that. Unlike in Green Bay, where it was Alan Lazard. Did did Gronk sort of paper over some cracks? Because you didn't really mm. need a wide receiver number yeah. one. Absolutely, you did. You had he Gronk. Was, he was the number one receiver. And now yep. you've brought in um, Henry and Johnny Smith. Smith, and they're not. You know, you, you brought in two you know, def- def- offensive, yeah. good tight ends who aren't bridging the gap of. Still, one Gronk, and that might that might happen this year. Basically, the two of them are very, very good. Last year, I think Hunter Henry struggled to pick up the playbook, and Johnny Smith struggled with injury. Like he wasn't always available. If the two of them are fit, and there seems to be reports that Hunter Henry certainly has made massive strides, then I think you can get great stuff out of them because I think it's exactly what Mac Jones needs. Henry, and and the reason Mac Jones fits in the system is because he's. Very similar to Tom Brady. He's not trying to throw the ball down the field. We've seen Brady throw the ball down the field for the Bucks, and we all went, oh, we didn't know he could do that. Because it's not the way they play. If you think Belichick's coming up with a whole new system because Josh McDaniels has gone, you're mad. Of course he's not doing that. He's 97 years old. He's not changing his system. He's just telling you that he's doing it. It's like Shane Warne, the Australian cricketer, used to every year come up and say, I'll come up with a new delivery. I'll do this now, and i move my arm. And then everyone played around a non-existent new delivery and got bold. Belichick's been doing the same thing for years. He's been saying, we're going to do this, and well, we're keeping this close to our chest. So everyone's looking for something that isn't there, and then he wins. And, and that mystique isn't there anymore. But do you feel like there's a bit of that this year? Because he's like, I don't 
I'm not going to tell you who's my offensive no, coordinator. just hasn't named in the building. They know who's. They know. Well. They know who they are. But yeah, you can't no one tell else me does. Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are the answer. No, because if they are, what is the question? But these Matt Patricia was somebody who got drafted by the Lions, and everybody thought that was a genius move by the Lions. Joe Judge going to New York was a good hire for New York at the time. Yeah, so and these, they're these good are, coordinators. They're good coordinators. The the difference between these two for me is Belichick's. We always talk about recency bias, don't we? Yes. Yes. So, Pete lately, Ka- we, we talk about that quite often. Very clever. Thank you. Um, so, Belichick got a Patriots team which nobody expected much from into the playoffs. And for me, just getting that team to the playoffs is a win. Agreed. Pete Carroll, what, what, the, what did the Seahawks do? I, th- I think the problem is here, we're having a conversation about two guys who are not on the same level. Yeah. If you take a vote around this table, all those who think Pete Carroll probably shouldn't have been in his job and the Seahawks should have kept Russell Wilson instead, raise your hand. Oh, that's I, it's going to be four hands up. Raising hands on a podcast. Yeah, no, no, but I've said metaphorically speaking, like they've oh, made God. the wrong decision. They've backed the wrong horse. Yes, no, I completely Pete agree. Pete Carroll will not have a winning record without Russell Wilson. This, 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 this off. If you're going to get rid of Wilson, that's one thing. This off season was the, the opportunity to rebuild completely. Get rid of the GM. Yeah. Get rid of the head coach. Get rid of. The, if you're going to get rid of the quarterback, get rid of the quarterback. Whatever. And then rebuild it. But you can't... I don't think you can now... You can, obviously. But I don't think you should perhaps do that. You're wasting a season. Yeah. Because you've had your first first round pick from the trade now. And then you're going to go into next season. What happens if a new GM and a new coach comes in and looks at all the draft picks that the, the, the Seahawks did in this offseason and go, nope, don't like any of them. Don't fit with the skin one of them. You've just wasted a whole offseason. Exactly. Pete Carroll is not in the same league as Bill Belichick. There's no doubt about that. I think you're right. He lucked out with Russell Wilson. They signed Matt Flynn that same that same offseason yeah. to be the number one quarterback, and suddenly Russell Wilson. Well, they're up to him, and exactly. he but he was third on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah. I mean he was behind Tavares Jackson. Yes, and, and Belichick did luck out in, in getting Tom Brady, but they had a plan in terms of Drew Bledsoe being there. So you can mm. say, all right, well, okay, they got lucky, but there was a plan to have a quality quarterback there. There wasn't. It's not the same case as was it was. Then they also have that big lad on the chart as well. That big lad. You know, it's. I'll, I'll find his name. The left-handed quarterback that played for you guys. Oh, the really, yeah. The hefty lefty. No. Isn't he dead now? Yes, that, yeah. that guy. Is. He yeah. played for the Giants. He, he played for the Giants. Then Jared Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Jack, oh, no, no, okay. Jared something or other. Bear yeah. with me. Completely <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <clears throat> um, but, but... And this is, is, this is the problem with this conversation, though, is these two, you, we can't compare these two players. You have to take them out of, sorry, these two coaches. It's, it's the same question applied separately to two people. Yeah. No one at this table is going to think that Pete Carroll should still be in that job. No. His time has gone. He, he has a very specific way of talking to players like they're college players. The problem is college players have changed. Now they're allowed to make this, money. And, and this, do was, this was the whole thing when the Legion of Boom went out. And I think Richard Sherman made, and Earl Thomas made a point about it. Is that his story's got old. Yeah. And it wasn't until like he kind of cleared the defence and brought in a whole load of new players that the Seagulls got quite good again. Not good enough to get to the Super Bowl, but they were good pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They've not done that again. I don't know what they're doing. Like I said, Drew Locke's their quarterback. Is it Drew Locke? Is it Gino Smith? Who the fuck cares? They both crap. You know, what are they doing? I think it's a lost organisation. So I think, for me, whether Pete Carroll goes or stays is irrelevant because I think he goes next at the end of the season, whatever. What's the scenario in which Bill Belichick goes? If if the Patriots don't win a playoff game this season, his seat becomes very hot. But he doesn't. There is no scenario whereby he is not the coach next season. But he needs to win a playoff game this season to keep Kraft's backing because Kraft wanted to keep Brady. Yeah. 
Is that, is that is that as well the difference that in in Seattle there's a bit of a vacuum at the top because that's the Al- only reason they Alan kept Estate. That's the only it. reason they yeah. kept Carroll. There is no one else to run the ship. Whereas in in New England, Robert Kraft is Kraft won't back being a loser for more no. than one or two years. He just won't do it. He's used to getting to. I mean, they went to what ten AFC Championship games in twelve years, like. He's used to winning, and 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 that's fine. And like, I've been very comfortable with the fact the Patriots probably aren't going to be very good for a while. I've got no complaints after what I've just witnessed. You you can't have no, you absolutely can't. But you can still say it's frustrating when they're not trying to make progress in the direction you'd like them to go. I would love to have blind faith in Belichick, which people do, but I don't necessarily believe it because eventually your path, so different from everyone else, has to go too far from the norm. And sometimes I think he's just determined to be different, just to be different. Yeah, I think that's fair, actually. I don't know. I, I, the, 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 there is a... To me, at the moment, it, it feels a bit like... You know when Mourinho came in to, and sort of... For a few years, Man United just looked completely out of the water. And actually, the you know, for a couple of years, like, it was Chelsea-Arsenal. And sort of Man United were sort of milling around. Like, they were good, but they were never great. And it just takes... a a while for it to reset and suddenly the great coach will find a way. I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not ruling, definitely ruling out the, the, the Patriots uh, at any point, anytime soon. Got nothing of you, Paul. You've been sitting there all yeah. that time quietly looking up fat quarterbacks and you can't find who you meant. I found Damon Huard, but it's not him. No. No. You don't oh, yeah. know what you're on. <laughs> okay. So we probably need to wrap up the snappies map because well, I think they should be snappy. So, in terms of the question we're asked, is it time for Belichick and Carroll to go? It's time for... Carroll should already be gone. Yeah. I think for Belichick, it's it's a two-pronged thing. As a GM, I I wouldn't... He's probably too proud to to have someone to come in and take that off. Oh, yeah, there'll never be anyone above him. No, no, no. And... But as a coach, I mean, I... The... Pats aren't bad enough yet for it, uh, you to start going. Why do you have to wait till you're really bad? Like that's why I said I was comfortable with Tom Brady leaving. I'd rather he left early than we waited till he was really bad. But the thing is, as a Patriots fan, you've had you've never had this period of mediocrity. Not for a long time. Well, don't forget the '90s. They were damn mediocre then. But no, the I see what you're saying. You're talking to two Giants fans here. Who we've had like five seasons of four and twelve. You've been in the playoffs two out of three years. It's not mediocre. It's it's no, fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I get you, it. If, I know what Paul's saying. I, I see what he's getting at, but I don't understand why you have to wait. It's obvious that things will have to change. Belichick is 70. Why would you wait too long? I would say what is out there that is going to be better and can create a upturn, because as well, you are very Belichick, you know, centric in your team. Like, no one else is going to come over and look at that squad and go, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to bring in a McVeigh acolyte. This and is the only thing that makes you think he's probably staying is if he was on a hot seat, if there was a risk of him going, McDaniels wasn't allowed to leave. McDaniels is gone, which means if you then sacked Belichick because he didn't make the playoffs, that's then he's had a new uh, offensive coordinator and a new head coach in two of his three years. That's the recipe for disaster. That's how quarterbacks fail. Yeah. So... It makes me think he is going to be around. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not committed to keeping him just because he's Bill Belichick. I don't think that's how sports works. 
I'm looking forward to your next head coach, Steve Belichick. Yes, could be. Hmm. I don't. I I can Remember, see it happening. You, you want to make analogies to other sports. One of the best cricketers I've ever seen was Kevin Peterson. But once he became cancerous to the team by basically bad mouthing all his teammates, he couldn't stay. He was still brilliant. He was still the best player England had at the time, but he couldn't stay. Because he'd no longer fit with what they needed to do. And eventually that happens for various different reasons. Belichick's not going around texting the managers of other teams. I get that. but No, apparently but, he is. Remember, he's the one who texted <laughs> to tell Brian, Brian Flores. Yeah. Flores yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a mistake and a maker. Uh, but I could, you, you just see him sat there with his Alsace, just... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> stirring it up for the NFL. I'd love to think he did that on purpose. And was like, just stirring the pot. Uh, yeah, I mean... That's 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 my conclusion. I, I don't think he is going, but I don't think you should just keep him because everyone thinks he's a deity. That's just not it's not a thing. The key, the, the thing I'd potentially wrap up with here is, you take soccer, you take other football. Look at Manchester United, that dynasty, that world-renowned thing, that juggernaut of a team, constantly winning trophies. We got rid of Sir Alex Ferguson, and it's just been mediocrity after mediocrity after mediocrity, and not really doing much. So I mean, yeah, you, you know, you, 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 we we got rid of our deity, and look what happened. You got your deity, go, and you were uh, well. He went, um, and you bought in the players that he didn't bring in at the time because he could get away with it because he was Ferguson, and you know, it's always the the worry. That, you know, you, you suddenly maybe Bill goes, and you think, well, we'll let the next guy have some. We'll, you know, we'll let him have free reign and free agency. I mean, it, unless you're the and here's Johnny Manziel. <laughs> unless you're the, but unless you're the Rams, or you know, it re- rarely works. So you know, be careful what you wish for. But yeah, we'll we'll leave it there because it's quite a long one this week. Um, and um, we'll um, we'll see you next week when um, I mean, God knows what I want to talk about. But you know, it's nice to be back in it. Something about the NFL, probably. Yeah. Until then, uh, good night.